Charlie, mess with the heads. Here I am. How's it going? Let's <laughs> go. Here for the power moves. <laughs> we're just vibing, man. We're talking about all the DGEN plays we've been making. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can definitely join in that conversation. What, what was the last play? We're all in ship. <laughs> okay well dude i okay last week i owned 55 trillion ship um and i sold before the pump so yeah i feel fucking ill Henry, now, so. you have to follow me i know yeah okay hold on let me let you me would have you done up. the and, game plan i know i'm so sorry yeah 51 55 trillion i had and i fucked it yeah it, it's bad <laughs> Down bad, down bad. Stop. No, there's no way. You're, you're memeing. There's no way. No, I'm not. I, I'm really not. No cap at all. This is uh that's a full. <laughs> that's a confession for you. A confession. Yeah. Yo, I feel, what's, I, what's that? I liquidated. I liquidated for um, anonymized though. I feel that's a pretty good play. I don't know what you think about that. What's that? Uh, I liquidated the the ship for anonymized. If you if you know that project, so no, I think it's I, a, no, I, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, well, ugh, I'm not sure you're going to make it with that on the line. Okay. Look, look into it. That's what I'm saying. What is it? Do you know what? Um, it, will get, it will come into the conversation later. One of my developers used to work on that project, and I'm going to get into that in a bit. So um, let me save the alpha for that part of the conversation. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Hey, yeah. what, uh, this is sleeper time. project, though. Sleeper project. I'm curious, how did you end up accumulating that much? Uh... Oh, wait. Yeah, you said ship, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. Doge, yeah. yeah, I'm like, when did you start grabbing uh, ship? <laughs> um, I guess like three weeks ago. Um, I, something like that. I think I, I I bought it. I can't even remember the reason, dude. Like I make, you talk about DGEN plays. If I could make a playbook of everything I've done the last month, you would, you'd probably have to call a psychiatrist for me. Um, <clears throat> I've been, I've been involved so heavily in trading for like six years now. Um, I was like one of the original uh, Link Marines like in 2018. So I've been riding the space for a while. And I've just, ever since then, it's gone from technical analysis and following the, the fundamentals to let's just buy loads of coins to do with dogs and uh, i feel like that's why i've moved into nfts it kind of all comes full circle yeah dude nfts are popping off absolutely loving, loving the space right now i mean i think i think we can all agree that like the community is is amazing like everyone's coming together everyone's rallying everyone's supporting all the projects it's it's really beautiful to see Absolutely. Um, we did a, a charity drive yesterday. We managed to raise um, 175k for psychedelic research, and I was actually fucking blown away. I, I had no idea. I thought we'd maybe make like 60k or something like that. But like the subcultures and making sure that artists get recognition right now, like the energy and the vibes in the industry and the space, it just couldn't be higher. Like it, it's so difficult to poke holes in the like the overall space of nfts right now i feel like there's so much good being done it just outweighs all the negative press yeah dude like what is what is even the negative of nfts you know well like the thing i'm dealing with right now is like the the kind of environmental uh impact that's the main fud i get on my timeline whenever like because you have to remember i come from esports so for me my whole audience i have like 150k followers all of them esports people. And as soon as I announced I was moving into the NFT space, I lost 8,000 followers 
And at that point, people were just like, my timeline was full of people telling me I'm a scammer. I'm, I'm destroying the planet. I'm surprised you guys haven't. Like, I guess like your, all your followers probably are from this space. So you don't get that shit too much. I, my, my timeline was like the worst place for, for a good week once I moved from esports to NFTs. Wow. Yeah, no, I think, I think just about all of our followers are all crypto natives. Um, yeah. Once people realize in the gaming industry how NFTs will revolutionize the gaming industry, I guarantee you won't get another scammer comment. <laughs> well, that's what I tell people, right? Because they don't understand that that all of their favorite publishers and developers are moving to this this space in about one and a half years' time. As soon as the first chip falls, as soon as like EA, Ubisoft make one big game that incorporates NFTs that works across all of their games instead of just one in an enclosed environment, like it's game over. Every company will have to follow suit. And it's not if it's when it's like it's it's happening within a year if you ask me there'll be one massive game that absolutely nails it it's a triple a title whether it's like a, a call of duty or a watchdogs or something like one of them will incorporate the nft kind of infrastructure onto their game and it's it's gonna just blow up as soon as they're ready i think that's the next step and it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy and I, my whole mission statement this this entire time like i don't know how many people are familiar with what we do but we're trying to prove that that kind of that perception of the NFT industry wrong. We're trying to move things in a different direction and focus on games as well and make sure we can kind of promote that side of it. I feel like there's a lot of work to be done, but we're trying to convert people every single day. Yeah, also like once you, I think once gamers realize in this like new future that you're gonna have this like interoperability. So, you know, whether you're, you're skin from Fortnite or maybe your skin from Call of Duty, as long yep. as they're potentially integrated with each other, or even in-game currencies, like in a lot of games in the future, you're going to share the same denominated currency across the board. And so those in-game marketplaces, you're going to be able to have that interoperability to where you're going to have like NFT swap to swap across, you know, different quote metaverses of different franchises, if you will. Well, if you look at like the CSGO as a framework for NFTs originally, like CSGO came out in 2012 and it essentially, it, it, it's, it's very similar to NFTs uh, without the blockchain, obviously. <clears throat> that marketplace has been the, the, the absolute backbone of CSGO in a nutshell. It's kept the game alive because it's created a separate industry along with the game itself and esports. You've got the skin side of it, which generated <laughs> good and bad, I suppose, like gambling side to trading market and people are like creating jobs on the side. It was just a very good use case for how these sort of things can be done. Imagine if CSGO wanted to take all of their inventory from CSGO now to CSGO 2, it's going to be very difficult. If it was all on chain and all NFTs, it would be a much simpler process. And I think that's really the wake up call for keeping games future proof and moving to different engines, having every cosmetic item and perk on the blockchain. That's the way forward. And I don't, I just think it's inevitable that, that has to happen. Yeah. Now these gaming companies too can get royalties off of the NFT sales. Like imagine all the additional income that they're going to oh, be able to that's generate. True. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know, yeah. like it'll be able to keep it alive because now in today's age, like these companies are expected to keep the games up to date. You know, they're expected to roll yep. out weekly updates or even daily updates to make sure that it's like the top of the line experience. And they're receiving so much feedback from the community, especially these large games like Call of Duty. Right. <clears throat> um, they're continuing to continuing to build and develop the, their current titles. I yeah, it's, it's a wacky world, bro. Like gaming as, as a whole has been a, a bit of a... a 
a stagnation period, I think. Like we're we're in a real difficult point with gaming in the sense that every title that comes out is just a sequel. There's no new IPs, no one's taking a risk. And I think it's because they're so stuck in the way. You think about Call of Duty and stuff like that, the mainstays of the gaming space. Like they release a new title every single year to bleed the same money out of people. And I don't know, it's just got so boring, the current model. And it, I can't wait till it evolves. I can't wait till people start showing it can be done without these massive companies involved, and these huge publishers required for funding. We can generate our own money and hopefully change the gaming industry with NFTs. And you know, it's also funny is that it's actually not even limited to the gaming industry. Like even NFTs could disrupt film. Yeah. You know, and you could say the same thing about the film industry right now. I feel I. I mean, I'm not like a huge you know movie buff or like a you know a grade A film critic, but you know, there's a lot of copy and pasting going on and a lot of just reiterations. You know, you you roll out the sequels. Um, so even even that industry is primed for disruption. Okay, well, seeing as we're going down the rabbit hole here, let's just talk about the music industry as well. Like, it's famous. Like famously, like the the record labels constantly screw over the artists, and they don't really get a slice of the pie they should. If you start releasing your work and your royalties through the blockchain, for example, through an NFT that generates uh, royalties through the album sales, through the, the the merch sales and stuff like that, like all of a sudden you don't need the record label, you're doing it on your own back and you don't have to slice it up to a, a major, major organization. And we're seeing that more and more every single week, people taking full control of their careers and their arts and not having to sell it off to a, a corporation. I think that's the most fucking awesome experience about the nft space i've seen so many people do it it just in the last month just changed their lives by taking a risk and it is a risk right now but um if you do it properly and with the right people you can turn that risk into an opportunity and do something really great with it yeah it's actually a really interesting concept because in a way you're kind of letting the Did he get rugged? Uh, I think he might have got rugged. I thought I was rugged, but it felt like everyone got died. Uh, yeah. down, I don't know. Rip. <laughs> A good point you made, right? So, like, Call of Duty has probably made the same game, I would say, three, four, maybe five games in a row, right? It's like, there's, it's just the same thing. And I get it, it's Call of Duty, sure, but you're right, there needs to be something new. Like, what if there was a blockchain game where it was a couple different games and you could go through a portal, a.k.a. the metaverse, and go interact with other games. Like, there's so many I, opportunities. I think the VR space is the most exciting use case for this thing. If you look at like games like VR Chat, for example, where the whole idea is you can change your cosmetic appearance um, inside the game to whatever you want, someone who can can provide like, that sort of duality between the VR chat experience but bringing on-chain sort of assets and high like really high quality skins and stuff like that for those sort of games i think that's the way forward like games that allow you creators to do what they want and buy bits and pieces from the marketplaces and take them across multiple titles that work in different games like that would be a really cool concept instead of everything being so um segregated to its one title imagine having a publisher across all of their titles it's the same nfts work for different characters and have different buffs different abilities and actually invest you into their entire ecosystem instead of just one title i feel like that's something that's really not anyone's taking advantage of and i i'm hoping to change that with our, our shit going forward as well yeah I, I think you hit the nail on the head too right and when you said the customized uh customizability right mm -hmm. skins in the game or clothes or different let's say hair colors or whatever like people want to be able to pick 
what they want and be unique. And if you can portray that through, like, NFTs, right? You buy a shirt of an NFT and it gives you, like, an armor buff, like you were saying. Stuff like that would just add different aspects to the game. And especially if it was, like, a PvP game, um, it would just add so many different layers of strategy that now you have to account for. Like, okay, what gear is my guy wearing or, you know, et cetera. Yeah. But I think it, I think NFTs will have a huge effect on gaming itself. Not only just like the skins you can buy, but how the games are run as well. I completely agree. Like right now, unfortunately for us, I still feel like we're in the dark ages of this entire space. Like you have to remember that the Ethereum network sucks. It's it's super difficult for people to get on MetaMask. I know it's not difficult for us listening to this space, but in terms of if I wanted to get my mother to pick up a MetaMask and explain the process of getting on Coinbase and converting the money, like players like um, Topshop, for example, they've absolutely nailed that experience. We just haven't got enough companies nailing that process of onboarding people to the space and showing them like an interface that they can understand and they're used to. I really think like the Web3 stuff's awesome, but MetaMask is not the final iteration. It's a good starting point. As soon as we nail that and we can get past that point and work out how we get it across different platforms, that's when things start to get exciting. That's when we start to blow the roof off and we're not bogged down with network congestion and gas fees and lack of integration. But I don't know when that time comes, but if anything, boys, like everyone listening to this this show right now means we're fucking early. There's there's no way but up at this point. Like as soon as the, the technology is adopted correctly and properly by the bigger companies, that's when we all start to make a, a massive takeoff. I think so. Yeah, I'm super excited going forward. Yeah, well, not even the effects of like how it'll change the gaming industry, but how it'll change young people's lives too, right? Yeah. Because you're seeing play to earn really affect people like people are buying houses or cars or helping give money to their parents off stuff they earn from play to earn games and i think play to earn honestly if you've seen it over the past few months like play to earn will probably take the top spot in gaming because for once you know it's not pay to win everybody that starts at the place and you can earn you can earn a, a, an income instead of working a job you can play video games all day you can play them with your friends and like, I don't know about you, but growing up as a kid, I was a huge gaming addict. I would spend the whole day in my room. And if you tell me I could have got paid for that, I mean, that's a lot of kids. Dream. It's kind of funny you should say that because every single fucking... Um crypto developer nft developer i know they started like uh, cutting their teeth in runescape like making bots in runescape hacking runescape and that's kind of like the the framework i think going forward like those kind of games where you're actually instead of like this think of world of warcraft for example like you're unlocking items there and you're grinding your actual physical time as a human let's say like some people will put in what hundreds and hundreds of hours into this character and when the game's life cycle dies and it's not played anymore or the company fucks up massively like activision did all of a sudden all your time and all those hours in the game are so limited that our one ecosystem you can't do anything with that anymore right you can't take those water warcraft items and do anything with them apart from sell them on your specific server with your people around you and like not even across um different realms in the network itself imagine an approach like everyone's talking about new world right now from amazon i don't even see that as like uh it's an evolution but it's not a revolution from amazon i expect so much more like i feel like it's just a a watered down version of water warcraft like where's where's the next step like where are we seeing like people like take this like you're grinding 
in-game items that actually have value outside of the space as well. So you get the gameplay experience, but when you get that amazing drop from the final boss that has a 0.1% drop, instead of minting it, you're actually grinding it with the guild in-game, and then you can sell that as a guild like on the blockchain. Like, that, to me, is like the best example of actually like using that as like a, a company or instead of your, your game time feeling like, okay, this is just for fun. If we are the first ones to unlock this drop from the final boss, we can go settle on OpenSea after this and make $300,000. It'll be worth all the strategy being the first ones to pick up that strap. And that, that for me is like, that's the future, man. That's the future. That, that's where gaming's going. You know, it's funny you say that. It's like, I can totally see that as well, right? Getting these like however many uh, number of guy teams or guy or girl teams and literally just grinding on the same game. And you could even use, like, Chainlink VRF, right? So that's 0.01% yep. from, exactly. from the boss. Like, so you, you know it's guaranteed that a 0.01% drop or whatever percent you want. And now you have something that is, like, almost, like, promised, right? So if you go and grind for it, you know you worked your ass off for it. Yeah, and, um, I feel like that's why we're in the dark ages almost right now with with these sort of experiences because I compare this to like the very early text-based games in terms of the way we're like gamifying NFTs right now. It's just like we're, we're creating a storyline around staking the NFTs, right? Like we'll come up with something, some sort of law around that to put your NFT on a website and lock it away for 30 days to stop it being listed. That's about as exciting as it's getting. Generally speaking, there are some really cool projects that are doing some other stuff, but that's where we're about we're at this era. Like taking that these next few steps in a couple of years, like I'm just I'm super hyped. I feel like there's just so much unexplored territory, like just unlimited potential. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Gaming, honestly, for me, was like a huge part of my childhood, so I'm super excited. I know Mew too is uh, is as well. Like super excited for the NFT slash gaming space. Um, there's just so much to offer. And we, like you said, we're very early. So I'm super excited to see projects maybe three to five years from now, how like, yep. advanced the technology is that they're using with blockchain and how they're implementing it. Like, yeah, I think it'll be really cool to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally really excited about gaming too because it's going to introduce people to DeFi. Like these games are going to have the same components of DeFi built into them and they're gamified. So it's teaching people about finance, about economics, and then they can apply that to their everyday life. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I think that's the direction we're going in. Like I said, it's needs one big player, one big publisher to fall on their sword first and take the controversy. Like I said, moving like into this space is going to always be controversial for any company, like making that sort of play. Like, again, it, it feels very natural for us, but take it from me, someone who worked in the traditional gaming industry for 10 years before this, and then esports as well, like moving on from their kind of antiquated sort of approaches right now like we said sequels and just following the same threads they have for the last 10 years and hoping to sell a million copies upon release and just knowing everyone will buy it that that's going to die out soon and finally because thank fuck because the gaming industry has been uh very very stagnated for a long time and i feel like the revolution is coming and as soon as the independent publishers and the nft game producers start actually entering the space and showing how much money can be made with actual hard work and passion without relying on big companies that's when we see the transition that's when we see them adopting it and waking up and realizing that we're, we're already here the future's already arrived they just got to wake up yeah I, I think also another thing that's like awesome about this and also sorry about earlier I, I clearly had some connection issues i don't know if you guys heard me like cut out um but you know I think it moves this model of like community owned, right? I, 
at least, you know, I'm not in the gaming industry, but I have heard from like a game development standpoint, it's not always the most fun or kind of um, equal industry to be in. <clears throat> so moving to this like new model of like this like community owned and being a developer early, you know, you could have access like equity in what you're building very early and you could be directly rewarded proportionally by how well you execute and build out over time. Yeah, it's a super interesting. I, I'm sorry I brought so much gaming in here, guys. Like, that's just my background. I know no one else probably gives a shit what I'm talking about. I'm from esports uh, and gaming, no, so that's my, my it, natural bro. thing. So I can talk about that all day long. But I know that's probably not the most interesting uh, thing. We love it. Nah, nah, yeah, it's, to no, it's totally cool. Like we're yeah we're, we're super and i are passionate are very passionate gamers like we we definitely play uh play games often and and honestly like that's what this whole space is about it's about education and like gaming is embedded in crypto and it's it's going to be yeah. massive yeah yeah i mean just just to add on to that I, I think just about all of us up here on stage or um you know we, we've had uh shows talking about you know, finance, DeFi, green finance, um, NFT, like we're, we're across the board on everything. Uh, so you definitely it's, are. It's, like, I think I messaged you before, like what, like last week or something, dude, like I, I listened to a few of your shows a few times, but like when CLG was on here, I would, I listened to that show. I was like, oh, I want to understand what you guys are up to and what's going on. And then I, I've been following that guy for years. Like I said, I've been buying him for a long time. And I realized like, God, if this is what these guys are talking about at this level and a sort of technical, like, fundamentalist level i was like i am gonna sound so stupid when i turn out that guy is like the smartest dude i've ever heard in my life and i was like okay if they start grilling me on all that sort of stuff i'm gonna like a twat but i <laughs> listened to a few other shows and realized you guys are chill that was just a very technical show that i happened to jump into so it's all good i'm glad to be here yeah i was just about to say Whenever we have COD on, it's like straight technical. Then we're like, dude, I felt stupid. We're listening to. It. I was like, I, I'm not on this guy's level. I never will be, and I respect that. That's why I follow him. But I feel dumb. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, I feel like the same boat too, right? But some of these gaming projects, like a lot of people come on, they're just chill. We hang out with them and just ask them questions, have a conversation, and it's like our main focus is education, right? We want to help everybody in the industry kind of learn and push them in the right way and, you know, question the, question the narrative, right? So we, we love having a different variety of projects. <laughs> well, you definitely got some variety with me. I, I definitely uh, lived a, a, a wild, interesting life. So, um, Anything you guys want to know about what I'm doing or where the project's going, like uh, it's an open book here. It's, I'm so so interested to speak to new people in the NFT space and kind of kind of like create a Venn diagram between gamers and crypto. I'm trying to kind of bring the audience over and show people it's not so scary. You know, that that's my aim right now. Yeah, and you know, just to add on to that, I think it's inevitable. Like it is going to happen, um, and so you know. You know, in five years from now, you may look back as kind of the trailblazer for the gaming industry. That's that's what I've been saying, but no one else seems to be repeating that statement. So thank you for being honest. Well, here you go. Definitely. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's documented, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> To be fair, okay, I'll be honest though, I am the first esports personality, I think, which is not saying much. I'm the first dealer celebrity to come in and use make an NFT. So that's something. On the history books, that will be like that will be there. That's that that is something. 
Yeah. Well, technically, you know, we did have one of the founders, um, the original like OG founders from way back in the day from Phase. Um, cool. I'm just going to fuck myself. So, so we, uh, <laughs> we we've dabbled. We've dabbled in the esports area, I guess. But you you had you <laughs> had Banks on the show, right? Is that what is that what happened? Was it was it Banks you had on from Phase? Nah, now nah, we had Eric on. Oh, that's right. Okay, I know Eric. That's cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super cool. Hey, Henry, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like, what made you transition from, like, CSGO to NFTs? Oh, that, that is a, a good question. I guess I, I've, been in, I've been trading Bitcoin since 2014, right? So for me, it's, like, always been a, a hobby, and it's something I've, like, for me, when I work, like, I don't like to work for other people. I like to work for myself, and I like to be passionate and work something with, within my interests, I suppose. So for me like ever since i started learning about it and understanding how big this is going to be and almost a revolution for the people within our lifetime i think like within the next few years to be honest with you i knew this would be something that i had to transition to eventually it was just how long i could stand myself in esports so to give you some background i guess um i was the first ever professional gamer from the uk so this is going way back so i'm probably quite a bit older than most of you so going back to i was one of the the first people to be salaried for professional gaming. This is throwing back to 2006. Um, we were on a TV show called the Championship Gaming Series over in Los Angeles. And I was a 18-year-old British kid living in LA, um, not really knowing what the fuck was going on. This wasn't this wasn't a time where esports was a term. This wasn't a time where Twitch existed or YouTube even existed as well. There, there was nothing else but Counter-Strike exists, and some people play it for money, and for some reason, uh, DirecTV is going to turn it into a TV show. And uh, ever since that moment, like it, it, it kind of failed, but failed upwards. All the all the shows that came out of that kind of enterprise ended up like being cancelled and had shit viewership, but it was the foundation for esports, and it was the first wave of professional gamers. And uh, that was in 2007, and ever since then, I've been just grinding the esports and gaming space um and uh i was i guess i, I guess if anyone doesn't know I, I guess my most prolific role was being a csgo commentator if anyone who doesn't know esports that basically means the guy you hear shouting in the background whenever you're watching like csgo league of legends or dota rainbow six that sort of stuff I, i'm the the british guy in the background talking about csgo i was nominated as esports commentator of the year 2019 and I guess to answer your question, that for me was a turning point in my career when I realized that I've been doing the gaming stuff for so long and I've reached the peak of what's available in terms of um, the trajectory of my career. So I've commentated every grand final. I've worked every major since I started my career. I, I've managed to win every single award available, including the highest accolade, which was the esports commentator of the year. And I just felt myself first night feeling quite hollow and without much direction in my life i felt like i could stagnate and pursue the money and make sure I, i'd be happy for the rest of my life in one sense in terms of being comfortable but i wouldn't be satisfied in terms of like i'm not passionate about this anymore i feel like i completed everything that was available in that that scene and i realized like i spent i spent most of my time trading and learning everything about the crypto space i, I knew eventually I, all of my friends knew eventually i'd make this move over i was just waiting for the right opportunity and um i i assume some people will know um i was the general manager of cloud nine cloud nine esports up until like may this year that all fell apart due to covid and 
it was the craziest story really how this all started um i went to a wedding i came back to, as you can probably tell i'm from the uk i came back to the uk for a wedding uh three months ago and it was for an esports colleague's uh friend's wedding and i came back and we went to the wedding and it was just supposed to be a normal day just like you know just have a nice day see them get married move on with life and uh it turned out to be something very different. I actually ended up sitting next to at the dinner table with my now business partner, Richard Sims. And he, we kind of got talking about crypto and NFTs. It was something I was really interested in and something I really wanted to pursue in my life. I was telling him how many NFTs I was buying and flipping and kind of learning. And uh, he told me that he had this idea like, and he wanted to work out a new project and how he could move into this new space. And he showed me these fucking stupid mushrooms on his phone and like, I was like, I, I really want to turn these mushrooms into an NFT like concept. I want to take this to the market. We think like the artwork's great. And like, I saw a really blurry video of no Wi-Fi on his phone. And like, I was like, okay, man, well, just send me the video tomorrow. Let me, let, let me check it out. Like I, I'm pretty educated in the NFT space right now. So let me see what I can do. And he sent me the, the actual HD video the next day. And I watched it back and I was like, holy shit, this is like Pixar level animation. Like what, what's going on? Like why? Why didn't he not stress explicitly, like, this is something I really need to watch out for? And it turned out he actually had, like, one of the most bomb projects in terms of 3D animation, visual design, um, in terms of their general approach, the team they had. They actually had a, had a really amazing project. The only thing they didn't really have was, like, someone who worked in marketing and someone who knew how to get this sort of product to market. And that's that's my background. Like marketing and event management in gaming is, is how I kind of uh, cut my teeth in this space um and i said like i'm definitely no expert but i definitely can combine all of my skill sets from these different industries and i think i can make this work for you and eventually after a couple of days in back and forth we managed to work out that I, I would buy into the company and i would lead the business development and christ almighty did it ever work out we launched 48 hours ago and uh yeah we we absolutely hit a home run we managed to do i think it was 928 ethereum volume in 24 hours we sold out uh, our first our first drop within four minutes um did three million dollars worth of business in the first day and yeah it, it's it's mainly down to our artwork but the team we've got is just is just awesome so uh there is my life story for you that's the that's the whole thing i hope it wasn't too boring but uh, i think it's a pretty cool story in terms of how we got to this position it's been a, a really wild ride and it feels like it's almost fate slash destiny divine intervention that we got to this point but it feels like it's it fits so well it just feels like this is the way it should it was it was supposed to go no that that's actually really at least for me i find like actually a really fascinating life story um yeah it's, it's weird how life works out yeah i mean esports in general i think is like really interesting um and you actually touched on a really interesting point and I feel like you're in a really unique position to answer this, but I was actually having a conversation with somebody this week um, or maybe last week. And I was asking, you know, what are the chances that we see like a DAO sponsored or an esports like sponsored through a DAO where it's, you know, an esports organization, but it's completely ran by a DAO. Um, it's a good question. It's something I'm definitely considering myself. Like there's the, I think it's just inevitable. I, I feel like there's no reason why it couldn't happen. Like right now, it's another thing in esports that 
hasn't really been touched upon. It's all very traditional how it should be done. Like you raise money for an investment group. Um, you bring on a big company that sit in the background and uh, will expect certain returns and you have to sacrifice your integrity almost to even operate in esports. Um, so I, honestly, I might be the first one to do it, to be honest with you. Like it's on my radar that I want to move into owning an esports org eventually. And right now, like it, it seems like I'm on the trajectory to do it. I want to change that space. I want to show that it can be done um in an efficient and kind of progressive manner would actually benefits the players and you can make it a sustainable business because right now in esports it's actually not a viable business model we're kind of on the we're teetering on the edge of this hoping that this all works out and everyone's going to buy us out in the future esports is a very strange landscape where it's almost snake oil you're kind of setting the dream you're setting you're setting the idea that one day this will be big enough that uh, everyone's going to buy into it and it's going to it's going to be the biggest thing in the world which is true to some extent but no one really knows how to get there but i i think you to your point that having someone invested in that level who can raise the funds in an independent manner and actually fight for the players that that's something i'm working towards i guess i don't want to commit myself too hard to it but it, it's something that's in the works and i it's one of my absolute goals in life to run my own esports organization and do it the correct way off off uh, off the grid as it were and making sure we kind of invest in our players i, I love that and i would be apt i would be like the first one to sign up for that <laughs> amazing help, help all right watch your space like then brother i'm gonna do my best for you like i it's a one-year time timeline i give myself but like pushing this money back into esports and my experience like i, I want to change that industry as well so it's something that's definitely in my radar and then also, you know, just, well, yeah, we, we can, you know, we don't waste time talking about this theoretical esports now. We can, um, I, I know. Mutual Are we in the main show now? Is this, is this like the real thing we started? Or this feels like the kind of like warmer banter we're doing now. Like, but I don't think we've even said like what's really happening. We're just kind of just shooting the shit, which is great. This is my favorite, but uh, what, what's yeah, the I mean, show are we in? I, honestly, yeah, we just we just uh, we just kind of go with the flow and we shoot the shit. So like, obviously, with somebody right. like you, like you're you're awesome just to have a conversation with. We just kind of like go wherever it goes. But um, yeah, I mean, some interviews are a little bit more structured. But I mean, hey, if you want to keep shooting the shit, I'm I'm all no, I'm it. down, dude. Like, I was people pay me to talk for a living for like ten years. Like, this is I could do this for fun all day. This is perfect. I love this let's go no we're, we're loving it man we're just we're just having fun that that's what this whole space is about is just having fun and providing the education and the content for people yeah bro. yeah i love this yeah. vibe like this is the best fun like the most fun i've had in like five years in terms of like feeling accepted and people can just actually be themselves and i, I guess it's down to like the, the fact that you can like almost be anonymous in this space and it's okay you don't have to disclose your full name you don't have to be um uh, your yourself in terms of a human you can just be your, your personality and people can accept you for that and like that's the craziest thing like i watch i i, I listen to all of these spaces right every single one i guess how i did my research last like six months is listening to nft spaces and i recognize people from their profile pictures now and that's how i see them as just like i don't want to judge them as a human any more of a surface level than this twitter space and i love their ideas and what they're doing and i don't need any other, any other information because i don't want to give any information about myself as someone who's been in the public eye for the last six years it fucking sucks and people just want to take you down if you ever have any sort of success take it from me it's not worth it you you're better off being a, a profile picture a fucking flex emoji a flex uh, profile picture something like that it's so much more fun and you can be yourself truly without having to give into the responsibility of having this sort of like 
persona or the correct opinion on everything. You can just talk about NFTs and like focus on that space. I think this is like the be- the best thing about this whole area. I just I can be myself without the ramifications of what a brand might think or a sponsor might pull out. And that's been my life for like six years. And I, I fucking hated it. I can actually feel like I've been myself for the first time in a long time. That's incredible. I, that's really cool. And I'm curious, like now that you've launched like your first ever <laughs> NFT project, which is highly successful, yeah. and I know it's only been 48 hours, what are the haters saying to you? Like, are you there people coming up? <laughs> they're to saying jack like, shit, oh, bro. Shit, I love that's, your project. Like, no, that's dope. They're saying, they're saying. They're saying jack shit, and that's the best possible part. Like, but when I first announced I was moving from esports and I was moving over, like the amount of people that were just lavishing in the fact that I was saying, like, oh, unfollowed, fuck this guy, like he like just another like scam. Like, I can't believe he's doing this. To all of a sudden, we're like trading three million dollars worth of volume. We're donating two hundred thousand dollars to charity, all in 48 hours of launching. And it's just like a massive fuck you to those people. The only reason they're like they, they give those sort of opinions and they they have to like vent the animosity. It's because they don't understand the space. They don't understand what's going on. They don't know what's coming. And it just, I, I try my best not to get upset by it, but like, it's it's just annoying. It's just like people won't give you the time of day for things they're ignorant to. And it's something like, like I said, you guys don't get exposed to as much because you're all in this, this space and you don't have to deal with the outside world too much, which is great. But like someone who's been dealing with this kind of, this kind of, this judgment almost. People are thinking I'm less a lesser person because I don't I don't work in esports anymore. I'm just kind of like, well, you know what? Like that's the only reason you followed me because you thought like I w- I was a good commentator and stuff. That's fine. And I'm learning slowly that I had more of an audience and a community. But I'm hoping to recycle that audience and move in a more positive vibe to this space right now, which seems to be the case because everyone I've met like has been so nice to me in terms of how things have gone this week. It hasn't all been like roses and everything's been like rainbows it's been really stressful it's been the most difficult week of my life i've had a fucking wild month. um we had a failed launch a failed minting last friday and i can't stress enough how like i think that took years off my life that evening it was one of the most stressful experiences I've ever had like we all know that a lot of mints go wrong and things can fall apart but the just how quickly like your your life can flash before your eyes. We've put so much hard work into this project, like so much of my own capital as well. And on Friday night, where we got targeted by four different hacking groups and bots and shit, they destroyed our entire mint. In hindsight, it was the best thing that ever happened to us because we managed to kind of reevaluate what we were doing, bring in some new developers and fresh eyes to the project. And ultimately, just to answer your question, like um, the people that are trying to bring everything down, like I feel like we always triumph and overcome them. People that try to try to fuck me up only make me hungrier to succeed. And so far, so good. Like it, it feels like as soon as we, we reach a, a bump in the road or anything that holds us back, we just try to reevaluate, work out how we can progress and it's working out really well. We're a really strong team, and passionate people. I arrived tech squad from the UK. Only four of us in the squad, and none of us are IT specialists. None of us are um, a crypto um, like influencer or anything like that. We're just four dudes with uh, with a vision. Me guiding the the project, and ultimately with one of the world's SVD artists, you asked me like managed to bring his vision to life and. I think people are loving it. I feel like with the new development brought on, we've got a really exciting, interesting product that we like. Just we were number four on OpenSea in terms of floor value uh, this week. I think we had the most exciting drop in the last month until Metaverse turned up today. 
Um, it's been fucking wild, dude. It's, it's blown me away. It still feels like a bit of a fever dream, but I, I knew this would be the case. I knew if you approach this space with the right, the right, um, the right passion, the right ideas, the right, the right artists, we could do it properly. And I, I think, like I said, things went wrong, crazy. Yeah, like work out just because of like the foundations we have. Yeah. Henry, I think you, you hit it on the head. First of all, great success on the project. Uh, I was talking to Mewtwo the other night, Chase. We all love the artwork. So y'all killed it on the artwork for sure. And then the fact that you're giving back to the community already kind of just solidifies why you're here, right? You're here to spread the love, right? Because um, gaming brings kind of multiple emotions, right? The community aspect is huge for gaming. And like you were saying, gamers are kind of toxic. It's totally true. Like, I came, honestly, from, I would call it, like, semi-competitive Call of Duty, right? Just playing S&D tournaments and, and wagers. And those kids, all day on the mic, just negative and toxic, even if you're trying to talk about something positive. And then when I started making the switch uh, to crypto, right, I, I kept the same Twitter. And so many people were like, oh, it's all going to zero. Like, you're going to lose all your money, this and that. And then, like, eight months later, I have people in my DMs from gaming asking me how to do this stuff. And it's just like, if if people were less ignorant, and I'm not saying that it's um, just gaming people, but people in general, and were just, like, willing to ask questions and kind of just learn about it, maybe they wouldn't be so negative. And I, I think that this merger of, like, NFT gaming and blockchain, it's going to bring a lot of uh, benefits to gamers, right? Because going back on my point of play to earn, now people will be more interested uh, as being a community, right, for those those guild boss drops and 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 so on. But, no, I, I just want to say you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Thank you, man. Um, I'm, I'm glad that some of this is resonating with you, all my, all my old crazy stories. How do you... I'm, I'm... <laughs> Henry, where does yeah. where does the passion come from, brother? Because you you have an amazing amount of passion about NFTs, and I'm I'm just wondering, like, what what is the source, or what do you think is that the source of that passion? I think I'm seeing I, I think just from the last couple of years, just seeing how the the human race has treated each other. I feel like with COVID and lockdown. I know. Sorry to bring this fucking this bullshit up. Uh, I just feel like that there was a shift in our culture. It felt like we went from um, accepting everyone and like having debates and having an open discourse. It felt like that just shifted. It felt like we became our, our Twitter personalities. It felt like you couldn't really do anything but um, be an, have some sort of level of animosity with someone who didn't agree with you. And I just felt like with NFTs, like I said, it felt like it was a very open community where you could you could be yourself and you could none, none, nothing political or bullshit really mattered. There was no real reason for people to even mention those sort of things. All they really talked about was when the mint was, when, when they can get themselves a whitelist. And that's not the reason I love it. But I also just think in terms of subculture, it's something that's died worldwide. I, I feel like we're getting more and more distant away from each other as humans and like being able to connect on a, a sort of kind of uh, real level. I feel like subculture has been the most important thing for NFTs. Like, um, for me, like I, I love punk music, I love tattoos, I love, I love um, 
anything for that sort of vein. And I can find those sort of communities. I can I can look for those things for NFTs. I can find people with similar mindsets and we can invest in a project that really makes sense to us and be part of something that's important. And like when you're looking like down the NFT space, you can find artwork you love. You can find artists you really connect with. Um, with what they do in the real world. And it's just, it, I find it so great that you can really carve out your own path. If you have a vision and something you want to do, it's not impossible to carve that out and do it for yourself. Like looking at cryptocurrency, for me, that was my first step into this world. And crypto is great. Like you, you can definitely, you can trade, you can get rich, but it lacks a lot of soul. Um, the, the, the kind of meat and potatoes coming into it to get the, the normies on board, on board of that is making funny joke coins and like, for me, that's not very interesting. I don't. I don't think there's much passion and soul in that. I, I feel like it, it's a, it's a good, interesting approach, and it's it's quite fun to get people involved in that way. But for me, getting NFTs and being able to explore your hobbies and interests like that for me is really exciting. I think art is so prevalent right now, and we're seeing a renaissance in that sense as well. That artists have power, and digital artists especially, it feels like they, they haven't had recognition. For the last 20 years it feels like they have been put in the the background of the art world for no reason i, I couldn't tell you why like you guys said you've seen the, the stuff we're putting out there like lz our artist like he's one of the most talented human beings i've ever come across in my entire life like have you seen our trailers and our level of artwork we're rivaling fucking pixar right now like in this one dude who's creating all of our work and he does it all for passion he didn't come up with this from a company saying if you do all this we'll pay you x amount of money this is all his concept all in his mind he did it all on his own back he just needed someone to help him to get it to market and i want to be that person to help someone to get it to market they're amazing ideas they're amazing passion like i'm not the talented one here i'm just the one who can help them out as i understand the space and that's what i want to do if i can be a conduit for these people help them get their work out there do good work as well like things i'm passionate about like i was never allowed to talk about any sort of drugs when i was an esports commentator i couldn't i couldn't even specify that i smoked weed of for fear of being cancelled. How crazy is that? I can't even talk about smoking weed generally because I might get cancelled. And then like, there's so much important work that has to be done and being able to talk about things like psychedelic research and mental health, that's something I can do in NFTs without fear of companies pulling out and stuff like that. So for me, it's being myself, it's being able to work in areas of the industry I'm passionate about. And it doesn't matter which way I do it with the NFT space, anyone can pursue their dream. And like, it doesn't cost a bomb. It doesn't require um, months and months of research. You can do it pretty quickly. And for me, that's super exciting. And there's definitely money to be made. Obviously that's a driving factor as well. But for us, it, it's about doing things properly, transparently, and making sure that like, everyone's is just as passionate as we are about the project. Anyone who hangs out on our Discord, you'll see like we, we spend 24 hours a day answering feedback and we've got 10,000 10, people on there. Like Rich and I, my, my co-partner, we're founders and directors of the company. We spend 12 hours a day in Discord answering questions and like sorting out problems, making sure everyone gets their whitelist because we're super passionate about this. We're not just trying to fill up a Discord and make a, make a million get out. We're, we're trying to change our careers and be in full control of our destiny and hopefully carve the way for people in the future. I think, like I said, it's the first step and we're already giving back $200,000 to a really important cause. Like, and this is my first NFT project. Like it just makes me so excited to know that I've learned so much in the last 48 hours. Imagine what I can do in two years. Imagine how much difference I can make in the world um, with this experience and with the know-how I have now. So that that's why I'm so passionate. And I felt like this was like the absolute best move for me. So yeah, hopefully that, that summarizes it. Sorry, that's a bit of a monologue.
No, 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 no. That, that's, that's perfect. Um, I'm, I'm curious as well, like you, you know, with uh, non-fungible fungi, like what's next? Are you guys going to launch a breeding system? Are you going to do PVP? Um, are you just going to move on to a, another project? How are you guys thinking of continuing development or exp- expanding out into uh, maybe another type of NFT collection? So on, on top of everything we've got right now, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the ecosystem. Um, let's let's just focus on the question, though. In terms of the ultimate goal for us, it is incorporating some of the esports and gaming background we have. Um, we do want to create uh, an environment. Like, it's going to sound real cheesy, like the way I describe it. I don't think I do it very much justice. But imagine Club Penguin meets Nintendogs. That's the that, that's the kind of experience we're trying to create. If anyone knows those two games, I'm trying to make a social Nintendogs, basically, where you're not controlling the mushroom. I'm not trying to make some kind of lame third-person kind of rip-off of whatever game or Fall Guys, whatever. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to create, like, your, you, it's a social environment where you can interact with other mushroom holders, and it's a way to generate um, the, the utility token we've got, which is Spore. Um, I'm trying to incorporate the the tokenomics of the project with something that's really fun and social and bring in the cosmetic kind of changes and stuff with that as well. And I, I think I can do that within, honestly, with, within a few months. Like it, the, the amount of like revenue we managed to generate now from the amazing support we got from the, the Genesis release, there's no doubt in my mind, like we've got more than enough fuel now that I just knock that one out of the park. Like I, I'm not trying to sell people a dream. I'm trying to fulfill everything I set out to do with this project, which was deliver on a game with an amazing um, NFT background and the tokenomics to actually support a project that makes sense to invest in at a Genesis level. Um, so hopefully that, that that excites people to some extent. We're not going to rest until we get the, the game out there, which which won't be too long. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Super, you had something? Go for it, bud. No, I was just gonna say I'm super excited for the game. Even if I'm priced out, I just want to, you know, I want to see you succeed. I want to see everyone succeed, right? That's the whole reason that we're spending time on Twitter Spaces. Is it's a community thing. Um, so yeah, I wish you guys great success. Also, tell your artist since he's not in here. Freaking amazing job! Just keep doing what he's doing. Like, <laughs> like he deserves it, dude. He he's put his heart and soul to this for like eight months now. He works twelve hours a day. Like I said, that anyone who's just joined you just joined the space. If if you can, just check out the the non fungible fungi Twitter and just go look at our trailers, our CGI work. Um, it it rivals the top studios. And just bear in mind. We have one person creating everything you see on the screen there, and he comes up with the concepts. He he renders, animates everything that's there. Like it's an unbelievable talent, and I I've, I've invested everything I have in my life into this guy. I feel like he's he he's like he's the the whole thing behind this. And just to know as well, he has the largest percentage in this entire company, like as he should do. I feel like in the NFT space, there are some projects in especially ran by quote-unquote big companies who come in and excite everyone with their, their new NFT, they're not actually giving the, the artists back the cut they deserve. And that's something we wanted to step out there. They're the people that are bringing this to life. They're the people that sell your product, and it's their ideas and concept. They should be compensated the most, in my opinion, and that's what we're trying to drive forward. We're trying to make sure the artists get the spotlight. So I, I, it sucks he's not here tonight. I would have dragged him on stage, to be honest with you. But um, LZ, you can find him quite easily from my Twitter. Just check him out. He, he's fucking awesome. And we're just going to continue to champion his work and make sure he gets the recognition he deserves. Because digital artists, I don't think they they do get enough. They're kind of the the the, 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 the stepchild of the art world. And for some reason, I don't know why. 
yeah, that's always been a question of mine too. Is like, how do they not get enough recognition? They're li- like you said, they're literally the ones that bring the project to life. Like, yes, the people, I guess, who are coordinating marketing stuff and um, just business development. Yes, they help push it along too. But without the art, I mean, there's no project in yep. an art project. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, I had a question about the game though. So are you guys thinking about building like a PVP type style, maybe like arena where the mushrooms can fight and use different attributes and abilities or no, it's, it's, it's real. Like the idea of, um, we don't want people to be invested in the idea of like being there for 12 hours a day, getting invested in that sense. It's more of a social platform. If you want to use it, if you want to interact with the other users out there and earn spore, there'll be buffs to, if you go in for a certain amount of time for like you check in for do your daily, like, quests and stuff like that which it could be just tidying the garden or just keeping your shroom happy for a few minutes a day it gives you a buff on spore that day like i said it's a utility token of what we're doing so that that, that those are the ideas we're going with. we're not trying to create a, a revolutionary new gaming experience just something that goes really hand in hand and it's not forced not crowbarred in there like the idea you had is really cool but like where we're at right now i feel like it would be crowbarred it would be I mean, me sat down in the boardroom like go how can we think of a game this is doing so well let's create the biggest game in the universe like i don't want to get carried away <clears throat> focus on what we're good at right now and uh, one step at a time so yeah like a social club penguin vibe is what i'm going for right now and i think that's gonna be fucking cool like it sounds lame i guess when i vocalize it but it's gonna be like kind of my minecraft meets club penguin nintendogs and like that's what we're going for. We've got a few prototypes in the works right now, and it's like I think that's going to be a really cool experience. It's something I'm really excited about. I also had um, another question. So for the people that the floor is priced out, right? Yeah. Um, are you thinking about releasing any more mushrooms, or maybe like a breeding system where you could, I guess, maybe get a fractionalized version? No, no, no. So the Genesis version is just that. That's a hundred pieces to kind of be the grandfather traits of the generative drop that's coming forward in i don't want to commit myself too heavily to a day but we're saying right now is late november early december maybe before um we're in a we're in a good place right now but um this is kind of to showcase how good the work is we wanted to give it the spotlight it deserves and give so many generous buffs and kind of traits to these mushrooms that we knew would kind of attract the big cells they would because we're working towards these ten thousand mushrooms that are coming out so they will be similar they will look the same but those will be the randomly generated versions of what you see in the genesis drop the genesis drop is the perfect versions of every trade put together so if you go look at our the drops available on the open sea page they're all beautiful mushrooms put together the the generative ones will still be beautiful they'll still be just as high quality in terms of the animation and um the kind of way they're put together but they won't be as uniform they'll have random traits and accessories from all of that collection so it kind of just shows you all of the traits and accessories available within the generative in one pack so to be honest with you like the, the genesis edition it's kind of like how you see do you know cyber kongs like the genesis edition there that's kind of the vibe from there they'll be very important in the ecosystem but in terms of the general release that's the main focus in terms of the generative that's the ecosystem we're funneling towards it's just for our early investors and people that got involved in the ecosystem they get for example owning a genesis mushroom gives you 700 percent extra spore generation um in the ecosystem and you also get three mushrooms airdrops to you in the generative for owning a genesis mushroom you also get a limited edition gold ring that will never ever be seen again 
um that there's like the list honestly goes on we were very generous with the genesis traits i think people copped onto that pretty early and that's why we we started like i don't know <clears throat> what background the audience has got but we did a dutch auction last week which basically means you set a starting price and an end price and in our case was 4.2 ethereum 420 for the boys um and we thought that would go okay so it starts at 420 and every 15 minutes it goes down 0.5 eth we thought we'd go we, we thought we'd be selling them out for like two eth because the idea of a dutch auction is you sell them well above the price you expect to sell them out up and then you kind of they'll go at around what they should so we expect them to go over two two ethereum each and then we started the dutch auction and all of a sudden like everything disappeared within like i think it was three minutes with transaction delays but three minutes everything was completely sold out and um it was the craziest experience ever i think we realized that people not only love what we're doing from a technical perspective it's it's obviously mainly the art but i think they they see value in the fact that the team has this kind of passion and we we i think we run the tightest ship possible the most transparent one we're not we haven't done a single giveaway we haven't got a single influencer involved no one's paid in that sense and i think that's one of the biggest problems we have this space it's a bit of a wild west of the marketing avenues um we we partnered up with shilla if you guys know them it's um uh, one of the new marketing nft agencies and they've they've really helped us out as avoiding the kind of usual pit holes you can find yourselves in with doing millions of giveaways and attracting a lot of bots and stuff so yeah it, it's been it's been a very interesting journey but i think we're, we're navigating in the correct way it, feel, it feels really good right now yeah with the with the game itself you're really really big on like the social interaction and i can tell that you're super passionate about connecting people with like minds so like for your example you highlighted that you're really passionate about tattoos is there yeah. going to be a way within the game for people to identify hey i'm really passionate about tattoos and i want to talk with other people about that so the idea is so like i said there's the spore token within the game that that's basically good to the, the whole concept of spore is to play into the game so right now we have um on-site staking for when the, the token when the actual mushrooms fully come out staking is available and we have passive yield going on like this the usual stuff you'd expect from new projects coming out that offer that sort of thing but the idea of spore eventually is to bleed into the the game ecosystem where you'll be able to buy new outfits you're about to buy new items inside your house uh, where your mushroom resides and stuff like that you'll be able to change their garden imagine animal crossing that sort of experience like that's the mushroom garden we're trying to build and you purchase these new items <clears throat> excuse me with the spore token which generates depending on let's say you own a genesis mushroom like i said they own 700 percent extra spore compared to the generative ones every mushroom owns the the same yield across the board apart from the genesis ones and then if the mushrooms are taking into our staking platform the the different tiers of mushrooms get taken into account so let's say you've got a magic mushroom uh, a maya mushroom which is our, our middle tier one and a bog which is the bottom one they all generate the same amount of spore right until the moment you stake them when the buffs come online but yeah ultimately that that whole ecosystem we're setting up right now like we said the grandfather traits from the genesis everything has been set up already the framework for everything we're talking about it's already set up it's already been established we just got to make sure we release it on the right timeline and it's delivered in the way we said it was going to be like i i'm <clears throat> very adamant obviously like we talked about gaming so much if i'm going to release a game it's going to be fucking good it's going to be ready for the public it's not going to be a half-baked effort 
So I don't want to be too committed on what we're doing, like, but the whole idea of the spore concept bleeds into the game very heavily indeed. And also things as well, like other people are doing as well, like um, buying exclusive merch. We want to do all of our merch through the spore token. You won't be able to get our merch unless you're a holder and you have the spore token itself. And also we're coming up with awesome ideas as well. We're working on, because like you said, the artwork for our project is so fucking dope. Why wouldn't we offer 3D printing for your mushrooms through payment of Spore? If you're a holder of the mushroom and you love the, the projects so much, hold on to your Spore, you can get a 3D physical version of your mushroom printed as well. That's something we're working on and something that will be released. So that that kind of is like the backbone of the game and the Spore kind of plans, I suppose. But um, super interested to explore that kind of avenue. Yeah, yeah. I guess let me let me uh, let me reframe this question. So, uh, w will there be like guilds or clans like within within the game itself? I get. I don't think so. I think it's more of a case of <clears throat> you're doing your daily chores as the as your mushroom owner, and there's other players in the space as well. That's that's kind of the vibe we're going for. It's not going to be a huge PvP environment. It's more of a looking after your mushroom and having other people naturally or organically doing that. On the other side of the garden, for example, that's the vibe we're going for. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that—that's kind of where I was getting at. Like, hey, like form like a clan or a guild that's passionate <laughs> about tattoos or passionate about CS:GO, whatever it might be. Link up with other mushrooms, and uh, kind of form like these micro communities within the game uh, that are passionate about specific topics. Yeah, like everything's open for exploration. Like we're so early. Like we we launched two days ago. You know, so like. We're, we're taking feedback all the time and any amazing ideas or revelations we have with that stuff I, i'm going to pursue um it's all early framework right now but like the, the game is happening and um yeah it's, it's obviously something that's gonna be super important to me i'm not i'm not going to release a product that i'm not proud of so um hopefully I, I can give you some more information on the next show um we do yeah 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 100 percent um I have a question that's kind of off the topic of uh, the NFT project. I guess like Super Chase, did you guys have other questions around the the project? Uh, no, I was just having fun shooting the shit. Yo, um, I know that you're super passionate, obviously, about like uh, making a difference in the world, and I'm, I'm curious, like, what is your like what is your end goal in terms of impact, like uh, on like a from like a global scale or maybe from uh, a nonprofit uh, perspective or on the environment, like uh, where do you want to make the most impact in the world? For me, it's just showing it, it can be done. It can be done in the correct way and showing people that difference can be made generally through doing the, the right initiatives, working with the right people, having the right vision, working with the right artists, championing their work and making sure they're the forefront of what you're doing. They're under the spotlight and you're making it clear the entire time. This is the talent. These are the people driving this. We're just creating the storylines around it. And for me, that, that's the most exciting part about this. This can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. It can be cats, it can be dogs, it can be monkeys. Whatever you come up with, whatever creative creative vision you have, you can, you can bring it to life. And a reasonably kind of stress-free manner you can find the people around you there's so many people willing to help and contribute their ideas and make a difference and and hopefully people will share that vision i want to show that we can still turn an amazing profit and still have amazing philanthropic activities and show there's there's ways of giving back and making a difference in the world it doesn't have to come down to the politics of everything in between we see on twitter um 
when it comes to all the the different debates, um, NFTs and everything in between that. But um, just just showing that it, it's possible to do things correctly, and it doesn't have to be um, the traditional roots of marketing with NFTs and stuff like that. And just showing that we we're able to contribute in a positive manner. Like that's basically what we're doing. Like we've got a very small team right now. We're looking to expand and taking one step at a time, and hopefully taking everyone along with the trip with us. Let's go. That's that's beautiful, man. I'm I'm definitely hyped. Um, we we sometimes leave uh, time at the end of these uh, at the end of these things to bring on audience members. Are you are you okay with that? If we let audience members okay. ask yeah. you a question, anyone who's like interested in anything I've spoken about tonight, gaming, NFTs, the project, anything you've got, so down for it. I, I welcome any and all questions. Cool. Uh, you guys can request now. I'll let you guys on one at a time. See anyone at all? We got we got one person. Let's see. We got a lot of the OG yeah, listeners. I know we're vibing. What up, Tybo? Yo. Um, I didn't even realize it was going to be a shield, or not a shield, just a sharing of his project. I'm I'm blown away so far. <clears throat> um. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to remember the question. Just give me one second. Yeah, you got all the time you want. Yeah, no worries. I'll bring someone else on, and then we can uh, transition back to you. He, he hit the bot one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> it's fine. Hey. Hey, what's going on, Kelly? What's up, guys? Uh, longtime friend of Henry's here, so I know his story and all that. Um, but it was good to hear him talk about it and it was really insightful to actually how this whole came about. Um, I have like a general question about NFTs. I understand the concept of NFTs. I understand the concept of cryptocurrency, but that being said, it's very overwhelming and it's, you know, it feels like there's a huge learning curve. Um, and you know, you have to devote a lot of time to actually get into it for someone like me who has a full-time job and like is taking care of a baby how can I start educating myself better in, uh, you know, in, a, in an efficient way about how to get into this world, into this realm? Oh, it's a good question. It's a, it's a broad one. I love it. Um, I guess I'll speak from my experiences as someone who's relatively new, I suppose. Um, for me, the Twitter spaces have been the absolute godsend. Like I, I've cut my teeth so hard listening to these things. I, don't, I think it's the most underutilized tool in social media right now. It's so powerful being able to get your message out there, unfiltered, um, uncensored, no one, no one's taking control of this. No, no organizations are listening in. No one's taking it down with DMCA. People are able to speak their minds and speak passionately and share their visions on the future. To me, like listening to these spaces and like I listen to the craziest shit. I listen to like NFT fantasy draft, for example. That sounds really lame and boring, but the idea is everyone pitches together their their plays for next week. They will put down a hundred Ethereum on what they think is going to boom next week, for example. And like it might sound like a silly concept, but like the same way people learn about America. American football from fantasy drafts you learn so much as well the reason they're putting half of their stack down on a new project is just minting because it's got such an amazing team that have worked on these different projects and they've got this great staking platform <clears throat> those are the kind of things you need to learn about i suppose like understanding what's deeper than the art understanding what makes a project exciting to not just uh, a collector i suppose like someone who's just there like oh i love this artwork this artwork's really cool i guess you have to go a bit deeper and understand who developed this project who was 
what have they worked on before um what kind of experience have they got in the space and all that sort of thing but yeah for me i guess the the biggest shout out i can give is twitter spaces i don't know i i assume you guys agree with that considering you host these things yeah yeah i think i think twitter spaces is awesome i think a different route other than that would be hey like go on go on OpenSea, go on rarible go, go on these marketplace websites and just explore click around see what's trending for the week in terms of projects and you'll kind of get a feel for where the market is at and what's what's actually you know popular and you can uh you can kind of start to learn the the trends that are happening in the industry what what would you say was your like analysis of the metaverse thing like today? Would you say that was like that that's going to be the most talked about thing this week? I suppose was that a successful launch? Like what was your analysis of how that went down? As an example, I suppose. Yeah, that, that sold out so quick, super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even bother with going into the Discord to try to get the raffle because there was just so many people trying to join the raffle. But metaverse, honestly, I was talking to Mia too and Chase about this. That, that's some of the best art we've seen on these NFT projects. So for me personally, Kelly, when you're talking about how to just get into NFTs more, um, one of my like rules to myself is I, I try to follow the art. Art is definitely like a huge component in the success of a lot of these NFT projects. Uh, nobody wants something that's just been re you know repeated over and over. You want something kind of unique. Uh, I also would recommend following a few people on Twitter, huge into who are huge into nfts i know d's is a good follow um one of my homies not per he actually hosts a space with his friends and they're strictly nfts um so that's a good space to go hop into really and um back to what mewtwo said just go on open scene click around and see what yeah i think also just to kind of add in on this like i'm not sure how familiar you are with like the term of nfts in terms of the technology or yeah. anything but um one thing I think is just important is like the term NFT doesn't strictly mean like a JPEG picture. Uh, so like how this technology works, essentially you could kind of wrap any single tangible asset in real life. And that could be NFT. So a license, a passport, a driver's license, your, your house, your car, um, you could have a unique code, like a, like a digital door key to get into your Tesla. Um, like all those types of things can be created as an NFT. It's just right now in this main thing, when people are talking about NFTs, it's, it's like art or pictures, but even within the art and picture NFT community, I think you have different aspects of, of NFTs. Like you have collector style art NFTs, you have community based NFTs where it's more about kind of like where Henry was talking about that social aspect that they're building out. Um, so some collections are generative to where it's just kind of a randomized base template of like 10,000 and it's more of a community. And yes, it is about the art as well, but it's not so much about like the Fidenzas, if you've heard of that, or just kind of these like really unique one of one looking type art pieces. Um, and then also then you have utility as the other one. So like some NFTs have actual like built in utility. Um, maybe you're you're breeding dogs and you're racing those in this like digital metaverse. I know that was probably kind of like a lot went everywhere, but um, <laughs> so whenever you hear the term NFTs, uh, yes, like right now it's like really zoomed in, but yeah. the scope of NFTs are basically limitless. 
no, that's like super helpful. And like, thank you guys. I really appreciate all the answers. It actually helps a lot. And yeah, I'll, I'll heed the advice and kind of look around and see what's out there a little bit more. Yeah, there, there's a lot to uh, to explore for sure. This can, like, if you take a day off Twitter, two days off Twitter, you feel like you've missed a few weeks. There's just always stuff going on. So um, yeah, I would just keep your eyes peeled on, like, if you're strictly uh kind of just interested in learning about nfts i would probably just limit your feed for nft people right uh just kind of block out DeFi or or whatever else and just kind of focus on learning nfts and like chase said anything anything tangible in the real world will eventually be able to be an nft um even i i truly believe even land will be an nft on the blockchain showing that you own that land so i mean nft nfts one thing I will say, Kelly, is uh, be careful because it, it gets to the point where you'll be <laughs> finding it difficult to get to sleep and finding it very early, very easy to wake up as well. It, it feels like it's Christmas morning every day, especially in this market. It's uh, <laughs> whatever you buy, whatever you mint, waking up the next day, seeing like, what the prices are, seeing how it shifted. It's a really exciting time in the space right now. You couldn't have got involved at a better, better point in the industry, to be honest with you. We're just finding our feet. And just started to make a difference. So yeah, you definitely jumped on board at the right time. Just to close, close that one out. Yeah, and and also just the if you are someone that has a ton of curiosity, uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> it's quite the <laughs> rabbit hole. I'll just say that. Nice. Um, and um, you'll have these like light bulb moments where it will. It, it's it's it really is like a paradigm shift and how you view the world in my eyes, at least like once I kind of really saw the bigger picture of things. Um, yeah. So it's exciting to learn about, but yeah, it is a lot. Kelly, I also just checked out your, your website. You do photography. Photography is actually blowing up right now too. Um, drifter shoots is a, is a profile I would, um, recommend following. He's always in some spaces, but, He's got a collection going on. I think it's called Where My Vans Go. And he's climbing all these skyscrapers in New York City and taking pictures, like looking down like a POV. And they're going absolutely bananas. And your work is good. So I would definitely just like, even if you wanted to start selling your work as NFTs, it's, you have that option. And so many people value photography. Yeah. Um, and that's, just that's, that's kind of exactly what okay. I was thinking about um, looking back at my photos. Like, granted, they're a little bit like they're not. I don't know if they would work in that space in terms of like how it would work in a series, because I think it's more successful if you have them grouped into like a series of photos that kind of work together. That being said, it's something I definitely want to look into and thought about for a little bit. And that's kind of why I reached out to Henry in the first place. When I saw what, you know, what happened, I was like, Holy shit, you know, this is, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. And um, so I was like, I need to learn more because I'm in, I'm definitely interested uh, in maybe pursuing that. But I'm gonna look into this guy. Thank you. Thanks for the pro tip and thanks for the co- thanks for the yeah. uh, compliment on the photos. Appreciate it. No problem. I do photography as well, so oh, like, nice. I, I love nice. to uh, compliment other photographers all the time. Uh, but yeah, I'll sh- I'll shoot you his account. Thank as you. Well. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, yeah. Kelly. Kelly, last point. I was going to say another person. I'm not sure if this one's mentioned, but uh, D's FI. He hosts a lot of space. And from time to time, I'll pop in there. And I do hear 
a lot of it, it's like traditional photography and just kind of like my advice to you is to just kind of if you are wanting to get in the nft is like i would interact with the community and kind of like tell your story because i have heard personally people will talk about that's what draws them more to the art yeah. than the art itself it's like they want to know the story and the art or the photography that they're looking at not just kind of having a piece of photography listed on an open sea yeah with no context that's actually yeah that's actually really good then because all all my photos have a pretty good story attached to them so that works in my favor um also wanted to say that i i come from henry's world of esports and right now my twitter is just still it's still esports and i'm just not in esports anymore so i think it's time to like do a cleanse and shift over and find a new uh new community i think this is it it sounds just sounds like you guys are like uh, a good group create, create a burner that's the best way to go yeah yeah <laughs> just a complete a non-burner and um you know really just kind of build up a new personality but i think it's sick that um you uh you sort at mlg i remember those days when i was oh, younger yeah. with, with the buddies oh yeah the mlg teams together <laughs> yeah oh yeah got a point oh my goodness <laughs> Or it was more game battles. Sorry, I wasn't at the MLG stage. Just yet, but, <laughs> game battles, dude. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're going to have to turn you into a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All in ship. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Chase's piece of advice just there is actually a really good one. I would create like an Anon yeah. account. As you can see, R is a picture of me. I need to change that. Um. But yeah, I would just create an Anon account just to keep everything separate. Wait, super! That photo of you is not you. No, the my avatar right now is me on the computer, but oh, I need okay. to change it because <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Kelly. Appreciate yeah, of you. course. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Love you, Kelly. Bye. Bye, <laughs> bye. Hey, um, Henry, I've figured out a question. Um, a lot of these NFT projects, I know you guys are, sound way more legit than most, but um, when it comes to developing a game, there's a lot of like work that is required. I'm curious to um, hear your thoughts on like what the team is and like what experience they've had in the past making games. And um, are you also looking at collaborating with other projects like um, Altered State Machine? Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them before, but it sounds like something would work really well with what you guys are doing. Um, so to answer your question about the game stuff, like I said, I used to, I've worked in the gaming industry and esports for a long time. I used to work at Activision. Um, so my my gaming contacts is deeper than any well you can imagine. My my co-founder as well is also a Halo commentator. He works very directly with all game publishers so our, our contacts and kind of expertise in the gaming space like don't worry about that like it's something that's super passionate for us and um in terms of developers and working with projects i've been working with the biggest developers in gaming for a long time now but um in terms of where our game's going like i said we're working on prototypes with friends in the industry and we have stuff going on in the background but it's like i i'm nowhere in a position to start commenting on where we're going with like the chosen studio or anything like that, but their funds have been allocated already. Like, as you could probably tell, like what we did this week has enabled us to move forward of our plans and actually design a, a game and a, a, a kind of landscape for that. But um, yeah, it's, it's all looking super positive. What was, what was your second question as well? Sorry. You did say you had two of them. It was the other project. How, 
was I would have worked in a collab in them. Um, we're working in collaboration with lots of people as it, under the hood right now. Like, like the charity stuff for us is the main collaboration focus. Um, we're doing charity auctions. Every contract we we release, every collection that goes out, there will be a charity element attached to it. Uh, primarily working with the the Beckley Foundation of the psychedelic research and the mental health stuff, but. That's not to say that it's limited. Like in terms of collaborations, it might not necessarily be with other NFT projects, but incorporating lifestyle brands and um, nonprofit organizations into the NFT space and giving them a platform to showcase what they're doing, how they're making change, and introduce them to the landscape. Um, for example, like like I said, the psychedelic stuff. We're doing a Twitter space next week with the founder of the Beckley Foundation and kind of um bridging the gap between that those kind of subcultures like i said that's what's so good about the nft space in general being able to talk freely about these things about being uh being feared of a, a witch hunt or being worried about um people judging uh, how you approach your life and stuff like that so for us collaborations are starting right now with people that don't have a voice in the space and giving them one. That's that's basically what we're going for. But there's there's no reason why we can't work with another another project. Like we've got I would love to work with um cryptodes, for example. We have loads of different frog elements within our project. And I think a cryptodes collaboration would be fucking awesome. But um those are all things up for debate. If I'm sure we've garnered enough attention now to justify a collaboration like that. But um like I said, we're we're two days old. We're still learning, learning our craft, and I, I don't want to jump into anything that's uh, short-sighted. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, I totally agree with you. Like, it's really interesting how you're connecting with the whole psychedelic space, and you know, the Beakley Foundation is what you're saying. Um, I think it's so important that people are getting more educated in that realm because it's still, you know, it's still very new for most people. And yeah. um, I'm really, I'm really like excited that you guys have, you know, funded that research. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a, anything that has a stigma attached to it, and people can't actually feel like they they can get their points over or have a debate about a subject. That's something I'm passionate about. Something that is, that has general, like genuine scientific backing, and actually can help people. But for some reason, has been outlawed in certain countries or states, and people are being withheld from important. Uh, developments in the, the, the medical um, industry for sure. So it's something that's important to us. And I hope we can deliver on all these. I know I, I talk a big game and I always have, and it's been my biggest problem my entire life is talking a big game. But it, you can look back at my history, I always deliver. And I my reputation and my my name is the most important thing I have. And that's why like, I'm one of the few people in this space that I, I guess you guys are all fully doxxed. You know, like Henry G is like, it might be behind a board ape right now, but um, everyone, <clears throat> you Google me, you can you can look me up and see everything I've done in the last ten years. Like I, I'm very happy to put myself out there, put my name on the brand, and I wouldn't do that on something that I'm not going to throw my life into and be here for a very long time because <clears throat> my reputation is important to me, and I guess I'm willing to put it on the line for a space that's fledgling and still finding its feet. And there are some bad actors in the space. Like it has to be said, like as great as NFTs are that there's always going to be people that are doing things wrong. And I feel like we're trying to show that there, that there are more good people than bad and the, the, the right projects will rise to the top. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, one last question before I hop off. Do you think you'll be um, working in the metaverse realm with these, um, with these little fungi characters? 
Um, I, I guess that that's the buzzword everyone's using right now. What do you mean specifically? Like, what what's your vision of the metaverse incorporated with this project? Um, just like connecting to like maybe Sandbox or Decentraland or any like meta well-known metaverses that you could um, I, drop I, the avatar in. I or is that something you guys are not involved in? I think that what they're doing, those those projects you mentioned are, are fucking awesome. They're, they're really interesting. And there's definitely scope for us. Like with having a project that has 3D models and something that's anthropomorphic and easily accessible in that sort of realm, it's something I would explore. And like you said, that'd be almost a collaboration, like a special feature, like a special appearance in one of those projects. But it's not something I want to explore full time. But like when we're developing our own game and our own example of that, it's something I would not explore fully, but not something I'm ruling out. I hope that answers your question. I, I feel like metaverse is something that's it's difficult to quantify with all projects, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm aware of. Awesome, thank you, man. Um, that's all I've got. I really appreciate your, your project and I'm probably gonna buy one of those Genesis. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, in November, that's awesome. Thanks for the questions. Thank you so much, Tybo. Appreciate you, brother. What up, Ox? I have the most out there question of all time. Okay. It's not really pertaining to what you're doing. Just curious if this has been brought up. Have people in the industry talked about shared computing power in terms of using like a gaming system, computer, whatever, to using the computing power then to mine or generate whatever token selected and then dispersing that to the players for like time played achievements, you know, kind of like how experience points would be or like gold coins on a game where it's actually rewards from you using your computing power during the game. That's been something we've been talking about. I'm not sure if that's something that's happening right now in the real world. Oh, nothing I'm aware of, at least. Um, boys, do you have any... Uh, experience of that I've, I've not heard of anything using that like I, obviously i think that the pit hold you have with that <clears throat> um from a very surface level i suppose would be as soon as you're fucking around with mining and getting involved in using people's hardware there, there's a chance that it could all go wrong if you look at new world coming out this week they were like burning out 3080s no like left right and center um as soon as you start using people's hardware and processing power you're going to burn out hardware i'm not sure many people will be stepping into that arena um it's been done a few times in gaming in the worst possible way like normally under the hood and people trying to exploit your machine's power and like take two percent across a network and it's normally got a very bad reputation in gaming to utilize people's power so i have no idea whether it's being used right now i guess i don't have a, a real opinion on it but uh, it's something i would personally avoid just because of the uh, potential pitfalls you could fall into. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if you're specifically only looking for gaming, um, but in terms of like the relative idea of what you're getting at, in terms of using using kind of like gaming hardware, like unused hardware for mining tokens, there is a project called Cudos, C U D O S, um, but they're not specifically focused on you know you mining as you're playing a game, but you can kind of lend your gaming computer, your PlayStation, your Xbox um, to kind of mine and help support that network. That makes sense. There's like a lot that could go wrong here. I was, we, we've been playing like in the Bowtie jungle on some um, spaces and discords. We've been playing with the idea just because essentially that would make it to where someone could, it would have to be set up as like a DAO 
or something like that. Like it couldn't just be, it's very complicated and I can see why it's gone wrong, but that would essentially make the, um, where people could actually get paid to play video games just for simply playing and their, their data usage. But I, I definitely see the uh, pitfalls there. I guess I just go back to the, the, one of the first conversations we had on this space was, I'm not sure if you were here for it. <clears throat> the idea of like using things like the world of Warcraft model in terms of grinding for items and having rare drops. And if you're the first team or guild to do something, instead of getting dropped uh, at it, an in-game item that only has one use in the actual realm of the game itself being dropped in NFT that your guild can then sell on and you become a business through grinding the the dungeons and the raids and the final bosses. If you're the first people to get that item, you can take that instead of using it in-game. You could go on and sell it for $200,000 as a guild and distribute that among your team. I think that's a real, a real use case of what we're doing here and using people like instead of trying to use their hardware or their actual physical time as a person they're using their skills and we're rewarding a team or a guild for actually achieving something and being able to sell it on so they're the first ever ones to defeat this final boss they get dropped this nft and they're the first ones to sell it and it has so much value because they're the first guild to get it no one else has grinded out yet so they're going to sell it for the most amount that that's where i see nfts going in the gaming space but um that that's one of this one of my crazy ideas who knows if that'll come to fruition I think that's awesome because if you take someone that lives in a third world country, yep, you exactly. could completely change their lives, like forever. You could take them out of poverty Tennessee, simply right? through a game, which is incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say we're at like that kind of text-based adventure level of play to earn games in the NFT space. The ones that are really making money, the ones that are doing well, like I said, like Axie Infinity and like Crypto Kitties and stuff like that, and um zed run etc like it's, they're all cool concepts but when you look back on these in 10 years because it looks so like archaic almost it'll be like they they, they laid the foundations but where we're going and we can combine traditional AAA games with this technology and these ideas that's the future that's where this all makes sense and just to go back to the original point was like as soon as someone like ea or ubisoft activision as soon as one of those boys steps into the arena and has one of their titles incorporating nfts it's just game over. The roof will get blown off. Everyone will have to give in. And that, that will be the that will be the complete shift in everything we know in this space. As soon as one gaming company gets involved in my book, that that's when we see a complete paradigm shift. Awesome. Well, thanks for answering my question, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, Ox. Appreciate you, brother. Henry, I'm actually curious. Have you uh, heard of Alluvium? I haven't. Tell me more. Oh, um, we have an episode with them. Um, they are the first like triple A blockchain game. Okay, what what's the what's what kind of game is it? It's it like yeah, a hard... it's like Hearthstone. Oh, I... yeah, but I think it's also like have... is Hearthstone like open world? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, I've never played it. Yeah, okay. that looks fucking awesome. Like, that's the perfect use case for it. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like a card-based collecting game, like what Hearthstone, you're opening packs, and like again, completely on their network. You can't do anything with it externally. That makes complete fucking sense. Like games, like like um, Team Fight Tactics, the League of Legends, Auto Chess game, and stuff like that. Getting pieces for that sort of stuff. They're like the genres that already exist that are underutilized in gaming. Like that, this it's infinite. Like. Every use case you can think of, or every game, 
imaginable, every genre, you'll be able to think of something fucking awesome that will work with NFT technology. You better find something that's like, that makes sense. This gives real value to the person. This has a passive uh, income utility. There, there's going to be so many things in the future that we're going to move away from the fucking pay to win setup we have right now. That's the best we can come up with from these multi-billion dollar companies. The best we can come up with is opening packs randomly and hoping you get something that's completely useless outside their own created universe. It's like, that's just really underwhelming. I think it's so fucking whack. Um, so like considering the amount of revenue, the amount of power these people have, like that's that's a future. There are, there are a few companies stepping into that space and trying to challenge the status quo right now. But yeah, I, I think if we have the space this time in two years, we will be saying like how amazing it is to see these companies finally adopt this tech. Yeah, just just to add on the point, um, I see Ledger's up on stage, but you know, it, it's interesting that we're seeing a shift in the gaming model to where it's like the free-to-play, but the in-game stores are actually making the most money compared to the traditional, you know, you, you, you buy the game for 50, 60 bucks and you have no extra cost. but now it's like, you can just play the game for free and you're kind of hooked and you want that extra, you know, that extra skin or that extra wrap or whatever it may be to kind of enhance your status and, and that realm or metaverse, if you will. Well, that, that for so, me, yeah. stuff, it's fine. Like if, if you love something so much, if it brings you loads of enjoyment and you really like, it's like, cherish your time within that game like cosmetic accessories and that sort of thing for me is absolutely fine the game's free to play and then you end up spending 200 dollars on making your character that's completely pimped out and exactly a representative of your personality i think that that has value like for me like it definitely adds something i like showing personality and like being able to uh, contribute to my the the way i look and, and stuff and stuff so i think there's so many different avenues of approach here. Like we could talk all night about that sort of thing. But for me, yeah, it's the most obvious use case. And it's just, it's going to be the first, the first one that falls over in terms of the mainstream industry adopting it. We're seeing more fashion brands step in. That's quite obvious. Like they're doing some interesting um, sort of activations, but nothing that's really screaming longevity. So yeah, gaming for me is the number one. 100%. What's going on, Legend? Uh, I asked permission to speak because I wanted to pick up on the the fact of using people's hardware to farm cryptocurrency while they're playing games. Yeah. I think even if you avoid all the pitfalls of frying hardware and yeah, the developers abusing yeah your hardware just to yeah, just for profit, even if you avoid all those pitfalls, I think. It's just not that great of an idea for this project because it really limits your audience. The people need to have a good gaming computer or well, at least a strong enough computer so that they can farm the coin and yeah, and people have to trust you because of all the of all the pitfalls you talked about. And yeah, after I asked the permission to speak, Henry almost said exactly what I wanted to say that it seems better if the person for example who beats the boss first gets the big item and then they can sell it because it's so inclusive and anyone even with a bad computer in a third world country could earn money this way and they could get lifted out of poverty and I just think I agree these bro. kind of things are what make yeah 
crypto uh, would make NFTs awesome. Uh, At first, there was a bit like yeah. everyone has an opportunity to get involved. There's no judgment. No one knows who you are. Most majority of people behind a profile picture. If you're someone who's passionate or someone who's talented, you can make it in this space. And that's kind of what I was getting at with that. So I completely agree. Yeah, at first, when I heard about NFTs, I thought it would be very crypto focused. Yeah, like for example, crypto is favored towards people. Yeah, it's like an investment thing right now. And NFTs yeah. are not like that. It's more of a community thing, and they can also be investments. But there are so many more use cases that make it a more yeah accessible thing for people. For example, if these games get developed, it could really help some people and create awesome communities. Yeah, very beautifully put, man. I completely agree. Um, so very <laughs> important nails you hit on the head there. That's awesome. Okay, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what you produce with this uh, crypto project because I fucking love the art. It's Thanks. the yeah, it's a crypto project. Uh, it's the NFT project that I've just yeah, I've been really interested in just because of the art, but also your involvement because I kind of know you from the Counter Strike scene. Yeah, I know so you put your heart into your projects. People do, bro. It feels like the Counter-Strike scene kind of uh, threw me to the wolves after I left. Like, it, the esports world is very strange. Like, if you're not in with them, you're kind of out forever. And I'm totally fine with that. My audience hasn't transferred over, but I'm hoping I can convince some people I'm going to do everything I can to show, like, we're doing things the right way. We're doing things in the most honest and transparent approach we can. And you might not like what we're doing now, but we're going to fucking change your mind. That's that's our approach. We're going to do so much good that you won't have a choice but to like what we're doing. I'm telling you, Henry. They are toxic sometimes. Just do what you're doing. You obviously sometimes. <laughs> I think that's a light understatement. But uh, thank you, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Yeah, thank you so much. Man. Thanks for coming on, Legend. Appreciate all the comments and thoughts. All right, guys. I I think that's a wrap. It's a good show. That was a strong one. If you don't mind me saying. <laughs> yeah man this, this has been a ton of fun <laughs> yeah dude like i i'm super down like you'll you'll see me in every space pretty much going if you ever like, want to bring me up for your next show or just just hang out like i'm totally down just just hit me up i'm always i'm always down to come shoot the ship you're always welcome yeah. henry we've had a great plus one addition. yeah this is uh this has been incredible henry we do record these are you cool if we post it on youtube I insist you post it on YouTube. Let's do it. I'm fucking down. Let's go. Let's go. Also, Henry, do you want um, for the thumbnail? Would you like your board ape, or do you want a picture of? <laughs> no, bro. I'm fully conversant. The board ape is absolutely fine. It feels like it represents me as a person now. I, I'm more comfortable with the ape than my own skin. So yeah, do that. Let's go. All right, cool. All right, All right everybody. Stay based, everyone. See ya. See ya. Ciao.